because I was so horrified by what I was doing. I didn't, I thought like, but now if you ask me where I got my start, like where I got my voice, where I honed my people skills, my talking skills, I say I was a door to door sales girl. Welcome to the Perfect Fit Presents. I'm excited to present to you Babs herself, Ms. Barbara Majeski, sales, dynamo, more life, living. Let's hear what Barbara has to share. Good morning, Barbara. Thanks so much for being with us today on the GoPro podcast, The Perfect Fit Presents. Barbara Majeski, direct selling royalty. I don't want to call you a queen because that's just not strong enough. Uh, you are direct selling royalty. And we're happy to have you today with The Perfect Fit Presents podcast. And I love being the direct sales royalty. You know, there was a time, Ed, that I, like, Anybody ask me what I did, I would be like, I'm a, I'm a marketing director. I had all these spins on my job title because I was so horrified by what I was doing. I didn't, I thought like, but now if you ask me where I got my start, like where I got my voice, where I honed my people skills, my talking skills, I said, I was a door to door sales girl. I don't spin it. I don't fluff it. I don't do anything. I'm so proud of it. Because it gave me right. all the skills that I think make me who I am today. That's amazing. Well, I want to put you in the Wayback Machine, and I want to ask you. You uh, you started in direct sales, and you developed your own direct sales company eventually. I want to ask you, what was the proudest moment in your direct sales career? Mm, you know, I think definitely I got a lot more out of seeing other people do well. I I feel I'm most proud when I look at the people that I brought into uh, direct sales and see how their lives are thriving. I have so many people that I can uh, look at. They have great families, uh, great homes. Gr uh, they're uh, outstanding members of the community. And I brought them into a direct sales commission-based business that wasn't very lucrative and had a lot of it was very much a startup, so it had a lot of vision, but not a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, so it was in its infancy. Um, so to see that they stuck with me, they believed in what we were doing and what they're doing now, that I think is where I feel the most proud for sure. So that turned into, or that was the proud, that was in the company you developed, or was that in your initial, uh, so was your initial sales I, successes? It, that company is still rocking and rolling. So I, I um, interviewed for a door-to-door -door sales test market, really, what it was, down in Atlanta, Georgia. And I worked for a guy named John Wiggins. And it was John. He was 23, 24 years old. I was 23. Um, and he's like, listen, we're just doing a pilot for AT&T to see how effective going business to business is going to be instead of telemarketing, junk mail, radio, TV. See, AT&T was struggling to get to the small business owner because small business owners do everything. They don't, they can't take telemarketing calls. And it was too expensive for AT&T to hire sales teams and fly them into areas and deploy them into like Atlanta and other giant markets. It just, it was cost ineffective. So that's when it was like, well, we outsource our telemarketing. Can we outsource a direct sales team. Now, the, we went door to door when d phones were just deregulating. This is cell phones were coming in, but they were a million dollars a bag of cell phones. And we just went business to business and said, Hey, I'm here from AT&T. Grab your phone bill. I'll take a look, see if I can save you some money on some of your phone calls and we, you know, your telephone calls. 
anyway, it was it went really well. Initially, we brought in so many new customers. They didn't have the back end processing up to handle all this outsource sales. So we had to cap our number of reps that were in the, in the field. But when it finally did, that met the reason that kept me in this like, you know, a commission based crazy lunacy working 12 hour days was it made sense. I'm like, this makes sense for AT&T. This could make sense for a whole lot of other companies to not have to internalize the sales force. And I knew that if they asked for expansion teams like me, I was going to be, I put myself first on deck. I'm like, all right, if you need to expand, then you need people that know how to go out in the field and can train people to go in the field. I saw what they were doing. I was like, I just have to be, I got to be ready when they're ready to pull me off the bench. That's exactly what happens when they were like, all right, listen, we need an expansion team. I don't know why I'm talking sports analogies here, but I was expansion team number one. Uh, They opened up in Baltimore, and at that point, energy had deregulated. So they were like, will you go run a sales team in Baltimore? And at that point, I opened up my own office and became a direct contractor um, uh, with the company and did the sales. So I ended up opening my own company, and then I was like, well, if I can open up one sales office, <laughs> I can open up a dozen sales offices, and I can help other people open up sales offices. And it just kind of just started to grow. I called it the Wild Wild West. It was a, uh, it was a bit of a just, it was magical, and it was like a, what do I always say? Your work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time, I think that like defines what it was. It was a masterpiece sure. of, a, of an idea, but a um, work in progress. Well, sure. And you I were, in, you were inventing the processes as you, as you went along. You were pioneering mm-hmm. the territory, and that's kind of what happens, right? Uh, Ed, and we did, we piloted so much, but the concept was there. And now, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, of course. But it was, we had a ton of turnover. We had a ton of, you know, you guys are a scam. This is BS. This will never work. So we had a lot of my, I had a lot of um, people were like, where's my salary? Where's my benefits? I'm like, there is none. It is like, if you want to grind it out with us and we, as we, and there's no limit to your income. (laughs) Not no, there was none. And I liked, I liked the unlimited earning potential. I'm like, I kept doing the math. And I'm like, well, if you want 10 people, how about if I give you 40 people? I give you more customers. You get the residual income. You pay me up front. The math made sense. The sales process made sense. It all made it, and still to this day, it's now one of the largest direct uh, outsourced direct sales companies uh, in North America. And that's the company that I had contracted with. Um, I'm ve- but, and I think what's important is your audience is in, um, is in sales. I think what's important to discuss is um, I believe now that sales is everything and everything is sales. And for people that say they don't like sales, all you're saying is you don't like uh, people. You don't like relationships. Like that's all sales is. Like you talk about uh, synchronicity selling. I get that. That's building relationships of like this might not be a transaction for us right now, but let's let's stay in touch and maybe something will come come out with it and when you put relationships first in sales everything else kind of falls into place but you learn that in sales and sales gives you this great foundation for anything that you want to do i'll say this and then i'll stop talking i do television now right i have three segments next week please say a prayer for me and i'm gonna be all over the place 
And the reason why I can do live television, so most of my segments are live, is because I'm able to think on my feet. I'm able to listen twice as much as I speak. So, and I'm able to read the, um, the hosts that are there. I'm able to read their body language and I can get in, I can gel with them, but I, sure. you don't learn that, <laughs> you don't learn that on live TV. You no. learn that, I learned that in sales. Door to door, straight commission, cold call sales, where most people told me to take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> right. You got you've got a very, very brief time to to make a connection. And uh, a lot of people kind of roll their eyes when you start talking about relationship selling and it's not it's not dating, but it is a lot of listening, right? You have to be a better listener yeah. than than you than the average person does when dating, I believe. Right? You well, gotta you pull also the story to... out of them. Pull this right, and also you have to listen to the point where you've got to find out what's in their best interest. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, you know what, this is not in their best interest, it doesn't mean it's, you know, you you cut them off at the knees. You think, you know what, I'm not seeing this is the best transaction for you right now, whether you're selling cars, you're selling houses, you're selling Mm -hmm. notebooks. You know, this transaction isn't in your best interest. But I appreciate the opportunity to sit down and talk with you. And uh, this world, what everybody always has, what I try to teach my kids anyway, we all have ways, we might not, we we just keep intertwining. Mm-hmm. And I bet you we play the name game long enough, Ed, we have a friend in common. We have a relative that. Right, or had other opportunities in. to intersect, for sure. For sure. It, it's so, uh, you know, it's not, you got to kind of look at it in a more, in a larger sense of like, all right, this isn't. You know, this isn't a match for you right now, but when I do find something or have something, I will make sure to throw it your way. Um, and that's when realtors do really well. Right. You know, that's when car, uh, car, car dealerships do really well, when they're listening to what the customer wants and the customer trusts. Right. That what they are you, have what are you working on, Barbara, so I can figure out how I can help you is, is always yeah. the best position from, a, from the realtor position. Yeah, tell me everything is something that I always say. Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) And people do. (laughs) Yeah, right on. So early on, I know your favorite selling um, method was uh, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, door-to-door. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. More recently, you have started the More Life Collective and helping people uh, improve their lives, live their best lives, and, and, and. that I mean, everybody would love your lifestyle. You notice that I'm, I'm sitting today in front of the ramp out at Centennial Airport in <laughs> South Denver. So whenever you you and Brian roll in here on the Honda Jet, you'll park right out there and look how beautiful <laughs> the mountains are in the background. Uh, but joking aside, the More Life Collective now, you're looking to assemble people to help them. Your uh, mediums and methods are a little bit different than door to door. Yeah. So how's how is, is door to door still your favorite? What's your best no. generation? Uh, I don't think you uh, uh, you know. So the More Life Collective, the reason why I launched it, um, I see so much potential in so many people. I think everybody has magic inside them, and I think some I I see so much untapped potential. And I also hear people that know what they need to do, how they need to do that, and have the the wherewithal, like physically, emotionally, have the wherewithal to do what they need to do to get what they want. 
and they are stuck crossing the abyss from knowing what they need to do to actually doing it because we think it's all, you know, the, the engine is run on motivation and inspiration. And I saw this great Rocky video recently and it's like Rocky comes out of the, you know, comes out of the street. It's five o'clock in the morning and, you know, everyone's giving him high fives and the music's going and I'm laughing. I'm like, 5 a.m. workouts do not look like that. Okay. It just doesn't. I got to like teach everyone motivation, inspiration are are really important elements to achievement, but they need to be in junction with commitment and consistency, regimen, routine, behavior, habits. These are actually the meat and potatoes. Motivation and inspiration, they're little spark plugs. They might get you in the gear, but they ain't going to keep you in the gear to get you to where you want to be. And that was the impetus for more like. If I could interject one thought, I'll get a lot of mileage out of a a story you tell that I'll share at the end of this. But what you've just described is the difference between amateurs and professionals. Yes. That's why we're in the GoPro podcast. The GoPro are the people that will have the committed uh, the discipline to be committed over the long haul to improve their craft, to improve their conversion rates, to improve their life, right? Yeah, and, we'll pick up if the, if, they, if the coach says do 20 paces, they're not doing 10. They're doing 20. What is that, calling 20 people? Is that going live on Instagram 20 times? What is the What are the paces that you don't want to do but you do anyway because you want the outcomes? And that's the big, that's the giant abyss is all in the action. And most importantly, Ed, it does separate the amateurs from the pros is doing it when you're not in the mood because your goals don't care what mood you're in. They don't care, they don't care how you feel. Your goals care that you do the things that you said you were going to do, whether you want to do them or not. And that's what gets you to where you want to be. So the More Life Collective is all about helping people through challenges, resets, and in-person retreats, all based in in action. You know, it's all like non-negotiables coupled with concepts and personal development. So I'm very passionate about it. Uh, I've seen transformations that I never thought. There goes my light. Sorry about that. Uh, seen transformations over and over again. You still um, Really great. validating. That, thank you. Really validating that um, when you put your mind to something and you are willing to do the work, man, that just what lies on the other side of work is so damn rewarding. Um, so just to answer your question, because I actually didn't answer your question there, um, but I wanted to clean up what, you know, clear up what the More Life Collective was about. Um, you know, now, you know, obviously I don't go door to door saying, hey, listen, you know, you should join the More Life Collective community um, or buy my book or, you know, buy my journals or whatever. Um, I cast a net out to many more people. So, no, door-to-door sales for me, unless I was to give my stuff to the entire team and deploy them out tomorrow. But I feel so through. Sure. Well, you, get, you've, you, found, you found the joy of leverage. And you've, yes. already got, you've already got the skills, right, to make the sale. Now you can leverage it through the through the magic of media and social media and uh, becoming a person of interest across the globe uh, through all of the opportunities that we actually do have, right? Well, one I'm definitely things, trying. <laughs> one of the things that bugs me greatly about my own industry of real estate is how many folks won't even take the time to complete a profile and put a headshot picture in, uh, you know, in a in the realtor directory, for example, mm-hmm. it's like, 
when when you search your name on the internet you better get a page full of results or you're not going to be able to cut through any kind of noise uh, and if people can't find you to validate you or or to verify that you might be who you say you are I think you're going to really fall by the wayside going forward so I need, yeah. you, I need you to tell me a story I need to tell you the the motivation story uh, up on the Jersey Shore in the backyard in the summertime the barbecue <laughs> Oh, how, yeah, motive. <laughs> I always say motivation, inspiration. They only show up when the beers are cold, the music's playing, and the grill is hot. They're nowhere to be found when all those things aren't there. So you do, you have to rely on regimen, consistency, commitment, discipline. Whatever word resonates with you, stop asking, how can you stay motivated and inspired? Because you, you can't. You don't. Nobody does. But you can stay committed. Or discipline, whichever word works for you. I'm feel, you know, those guys show up. They don't care if the beers are cold. They're not there for the beers. They're there for the results, right? <laughs> they're yep. there for the outcomes, Amen. and that's what's so important. They're, and I do, I do give you credit every time I share the when 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 the grill is hot and the beer is cold and the sun's shining. It's easy to stay it's motivated. Right. It's easy to say, but and the music's going and like right, Rocky, right. like the theme. It's like your five a.m. workout with uh, Rocky high fiving, right? It's yeah, that's I'm except like, that's an imaginary land. It's imaginary. Yeah, you think people are high fiving you in the five a.m. meat locker? Like no, not no. happening. No, no. So, you know, I you know, in um, relationship to what you're talking about with realtors not posting their pictures, you know, unless you know what you want. If you know where you're going and what you you want, you're, you want, you're more likely to do the work. If you are just checking boxes, maybe fulfilling somebody else's perception of living the dream life, it's very hard for you to do even the smallest things. But when you know where you want to go, you're you and you're willing to do the work. Like you have to. That's the when I hear somebody not even willing to do the bare minimum, they're just probably not they're probably not in alignment with what they ultimately want. And that's why I do so much. Like when anybody joins the collective, does a 14-day reset, does a challenge, meets me in person, the first thing that we do is there's a here's a journal, okay? You, we can't there's we cannot get anywhere without first writing down and getting clear with what we what we want. So if you're doing sales and you're looking to maybe build sales teams or scale sales teams or you're looking to scale your brand, you know, until you get clear about that, you're going to just be bouncing all over the place. You start getting clear. Like, no, I see myself doing this X, Y, and Z. You can start reverse engineering how you're going to get there. It's just like going to California from New Jersey, right? You just know where you're going, and then you work your way backwards. I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta load up the car, got to load up the kids. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, well, that's, the pen that's gets how I the pen gets heavy, Barbara. It's, the journaling is hard. The pen mm -hmm. gets heavy. You know, uh, our friend uh, Mike Scirocco, C-Rock, has, has been yeah. putting a challenge. He's going to start a challenge in May. And that one of the journaling activities that we need to do on a daily basis is, uh, for me, example, for example, sit down and write a page about the man that I am becoming. Right? Mm-hmm. Write that story down about the man I am becoming, and you write it every morning. And it's uh, I'm I'm going to substitute that in for uh, for for Glenn Lundy's morning five, uh, 
the daily goal thing. I need the mm-hmm. time to to put out where I'm going to be in five years. The person that I am going to become will happen because I'm focused in the energy out there that mm-hmm. I'm going to have to step into it. So and I'm going to definitely look for my look for a journal uh, to uh, to write that. The down. journal. You got to get the the journal. Trust me, I'm not putting my kids through college by telling people putting these in people's hands. I just know I like, I got to get a journal. Like get it right now and let's get it in your hands and let's start. And you, you're going to realize with every time you journal or even if you write the smallest things down, the, they embed in your subconscious mind. And you start becoming very conscientious of how you spend your time. And you're like, is that in alignment with who I am and what I want to do? And when you start kind of going there, you're like, you know what, you tighten things up. You say no to more things and you say yes to other things. You know, you're like, yes, that's in line with what I want and what I want to do. And let me just give you one thing about with journaling, because I agree when you first start it, you're like, I, it's like you write your name like you did in grade school with the date. And you're like, well, I got that part done. I know my name. I know the date. You know, kind of get the ball rolling. Um, and then it could just be awkward and frustrating. So something I always, I, I also say to people do, okay, if that's not going to get, not going to kickstart, Go to the bookstore with $30 and get lost in the magazine section. Pick up three to five magazines. And then, like this one, I love this magazine. It's Departures Magazine. And Mm -hmm. you start pulling things out from it. Like, you know, maybe it's like, look at this surfing picture or whatever. Like, I want to learn how to surf. Um, It's it's content. It's um, consumption of positive content because we are consumers not just of what we consume, um, it, you know, food-wise, we can start with the visuals that we consume. So this can become very powerful to and less intimidating. So I'm a big, like, start ripping things out of a magazine. <laughs> sure. Vision boarding is, uh, has been a, long, a long-standing uh, activity that, that, that professional people actually do. I mean, some and some people are not – so I'm my engineering uh, and appreciation of architecture background. I can you can show me a blueprint and I can see the building complete, right? Most people cannot. So the vision boarding really allows you to make that last that last mile to the oh well that's what that's that's what it would be like if I was uh, off the yeah. coast of uh, Maui right now. I could be you know early morning and again knowing. Out. Knowing where you want to go, like especially also in sales, because sometimes sometimes sales is hard. <laughs> sales is not easy. You are, um, you know, you're you're constantly listening. Your all your your sensories are in play, like visual, like you, uh, uh, like energy wise, like you're just all your sensories are like, bah, 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 bah. and it's it can be exhausting. But it's more exhausting if you if you have. I just got to put food on the table. That's exhausting. But if you're like, you know something, I'm doing this. I'm going to replace myself here. I'm going to teach other people. I'm going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I, I, and you can only, like again, that's why I'm like, well, where, why are you doing this? And where are you going? Because I can do anything for three years. That's my, this is my philosophy, honestly. I can do anything for three years, but I have to be replacing myself along the way. 
I have to be moving forward because everything is going to get stale. Everything's going to get mundane. Everything's going to get boring and I'm going to stop growing. So I'm like a three year girl. Like I'll do this for three years, replace myself, scale, grow, move, you know, do all the things. Sure. And that's, and that's how you achieve impact. You don't achieve impact sitting in the cubicle, even staring at your picture of the surfer in Maui. For sure. Yeah, exactly. The pursuit of excellence and continuous improvement are, are, among my core values, for sure. And they're uh, they're values of the most happy uh, the, of the happiest people. Yeah. But I will say I, I, I need to push back a little bit on you said sales is hard. Sales becomes easy when you realize that math is undefeated. Uh, <laughs> Law of averages, my friend. It's not magic. It's math. <laughs> right. It's Kim Wash Phillips. It's not magic. It's math. Yeah. Whenever you whenever you can become comfortable with that. And become comfortable with, uh, as we say, synchronized selling, where I need to connect with people, find out what they need, make an assessment of when they're going to need my help again, and, and you know, remain in contact without being a pain in the ass until that time yeah. comes. So whenever they do gestate into a potential client or a referral source, that, that I'm still top of mind. Yeah. So, yeah, math, math is undefeated. And, uh. Man, and and it's just, a law. It's a law of averages. Is not a. It's like the law of gravity. Like your coffee cup isn't flying off this table because it's a law. Same right. law of the a- averages. No just means next. The more yep. people you see, the more close you get to. Yes, like you do. You learn that. I use that in dating. No, you did. <laughs> I got to Dan, okay. but man, this time now. Thanks for coming today, Barbara. Now we're going to go into the after party. We're going to talk about pray for Dan and follow the band. So the law of averages in dating. Tell me this: how many how many duds till you find the gym? Yeah, it was quite a quite a few. Uh, And (laughs) you said it's so good because when you get the yes, man, it feels so good. You're like, yeah, this is the yes, this is the good, this is what I wanted. And you almost don't know, and you know, unless you kiss a few frogs. So the no's have as much relevance in your life. As do the yeses. So um, put that in your back pocket some days when it seems like nobody wants what you have. Um, the no's do teach you just as much, if not more, than a yes. That's awesome. So yeah. I really am enjoying our talk this morning. I want to get in. I need to get into some local stuff. So I very recently uh, made an attempt to connect Ty Sufert of Royal Gorge Rafting with your in, in, with your Instagram page so if you see stuff from royal gorge rafting know that that's the owner ty that was trying to connect with you on instagram because i was provoking him so that sounds uh, like a good retreat for my group well we we briefly talked about it in uh in uh in clubhouse one morning after i had been if you remember my my ptr picture was me in the raft in the arkansas river courtesy of drafting but what I really wanted to get you in connection with them for is I'm not sure if uh, your son at Miami of Ohio wants to, to look into it, but I'm sure Ty would love to have him on staff this summer at the Royal Gorge Rafting Company. His whole business is run entirely by high school and college students. Oh, no and way. Oh, my he's God. an amazing human, amazing values, and the, the, the people that he's developing there. 
I think you'll be amazed. So it's definitely some place like, to check you're, out. You're triggering my ADD where I'm like, oh, I gotta go check it out. So. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna get him. To, I'm gonna get him to, to to try and reconnect with you again because I, okay. I'd say, like I said, it's uh, being a rafting bum on a summer is. I don't know if it's something your son would like to do, but I know the 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 young folks that are there guiding uh, folks down the yeah. river on a daily basis for their you know two or three month window really enjoy the experience yeah. what are you uh, talking and, about? And I, I want to do that i want to <laughs> well you I definitely need to come out like and you need to come out and do that we uh the, the reason i got there was uh one of my business activities is a networking group uh in local town castle rock that i'm in and we're about shoot i'm gonna say 150 or 200 miles from Royal Gorge. No, it's 150 miles from Castle Rock to Royal Gorge. Ty sent a bus to Castle Rock in the morning, picked us up, put us on a bus, 45 or whatever the maximum capacity for the bus was. We had a couple of cervezas on the way down because the uh, it was kind of sponsored by one of our local breweries. Uh, we got down there. We got there in time for lunch. The Royal Gorge Rafting uh, Grill set us up with a lunch buffet. We had some beach volleyball there. We got all our gear, life preservers, and, and so, so forth to go on the rafting trip. They sent us up the road a little ways, put us in for a, a, about a two-hour float back down. And uh, and then the fun commenced because he opened up, Ty opened up his whole outside patio area, provided you know, draft draft beers and uh, mile high nacho plates and stuff like that. And nice. After that, then we we jumped on the back on the bus to go back out to the riverhead where we had got in because he's got airstreams that he's refurbished or bought new, and he's got a glamp ground at the, where they put in the river. Nice. Uh, they've got outdoor kitchens and all that, and and uh, the kids and staff from the Royal Gorge. Uh, grill came down and they they prepared dinner for us we had filet and baked potatoes and stuff on the bank of the river uh the margarita machine was was flowing because ty's famous his famous hospitality is margaritas uh and then you know we're 10 o'clock at night from 10 a.m to 10 at night we're back from our royal gorge day and and what an amazing day of networking right business networking and uh and we just had a lot of fun so Oh, sounds I can't amazing. recommend I love a trip it. To, to, to visit Ty enough. Love it. So, I think that's a good trip for uh, Dan as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's good, it's good fun. And the, the mm-hmm. glamp ground is right there, so you don't have to worry about, about uh, you know, camping things. It's got to be glamp. It's got to be glamp. Well, I absolutely <laughs> love it, Ed. I actually am thinking I'm going to go check that out as soon as we – as soon as you wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, I'll connect you guys. I mean, it's, it's always nice Good. to be treated. You'll be treated like the royalty you are, Barbara. And uh, I am so thankful that you that you carved out the hour to be with me today. Uh, you are uh, direct selling royalty. Barbara, I'm so happy the, that, I, that I got to, to become friends with uh, Barbara the, in the red dress at Clubhouse. That's, <laughs> that's an amazing place. So find Barbara there. The More Life Collective. I think I've got a. Uh, there it is. I love it. That is my book. I love it. Yes. 
themorelifecollective.com. And I just wrote a book, Helping More People Get Out of Their Own Way, Live Their Best Life, Optimize Their Health, Wealth, Their Happiness. I'm really, you're going to love reading it, Ed, because there's a lot of familiar stories in there. I do appreciate you, and uh, the folks, anybody in the sales business has a lot to learn from watching you. And, and um, I, actually, I was I was pretty amazed to see how you have transitioned from the direct sales model to the Internet presence model. I'm not sure exactly what to call it. but Yeah, I, the it, online but, space. I'm still learning. I'm a work now. I'm more like in the early days of where I'm a work in progress for sure, and I have – more to learn than I do have to teach in the space of online, but I will master it with much patience uh, and perseverance as we do everything. So thanks, Ed. I uh, so appreciate this. And uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, again in, in Clubhouse, in the hallways of the Clubhouse. Very good, Barbara. You take good care and safe travels. Thank you, Ed. I kind of missed the Saturday morning sales meeting with Brian. He was he was adding a lot of value. I know it's not like terrifically valuable time for him to share with us in Clubhouse, no, but it was cool. He um he's just doing he's in the middle of a transaction that has him you know super busy. So I think he'll be yeah. back. Plus he's always coming in on my segment, and I'm always got to like control him, which right. I find funny because I'm like it's kind of part of the fun of the segment. I think is me trying to control the narrative while Brian takes it over. Right. He's out doing crop circles at, at a drop of a hat. I'm like, we're, we were not talking about Joe Biden. No, not today. Or Trump. Stop it. I can't get him. I'm like, how do you, how does your wife function with this? Oh, my God. I love him like a brother. I, I do, I I do too. And I have to say that he graded on me a great deal whenever I first encountered him in Clubhouse. And, and the more the more I, I – mean, he grows on you like mold. <laughs> so, many, uh, so many people I've had to kind of just be like, just, just give him a second. Um, he is – he's a good person. He is a good person, Ed. Um and I like authentic people, so I tend to gravitate towards, you know, those who are like unapologetically themselves. <clears throat> Amen.